An Everson Griffin return, possible other offensive line moves, and we are busting out the time machine today. It's Twitter Tuesday here on the Lockdown Vikings podcast. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another episode of the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, your pal, and the kid you copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter, Luke Braun NFL. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. Today is Twitter Tuesday. I've got a whole mailbag full of questions. Most of them are silly, so this is going to have a very interesting tonal whiplash in this episode because I want to start by talking about very sad news from uh, Monday, early Monday morning, former Viking, current Cardinal, uh, Jeff Gladney passed away in a car accident. Details as of this recording are still coming out. I don't think they are too important but because this sucks, man. It's sad. Um, dude is 25, had a one-year-old kid. Nobody deserves that. Um, that really sucks. And there's not much to break down about it, but there is, there, there's one thing that I, I got to get off my chest. Um, there are a lot of news publications, like more than one, but mainly ESPN. I'm calling ESPN out um, that used the wrong picture in the in memoriam post of Jeff Gladney. They used a picture of freaking Edo Smith because he also wore number 20 in the preseason for the Vikings last year. And that makes uh, my blood boil. Like that makes me really, really mad. <laughs> because, like, come on, man. You're a professional news organization. Get the freaking picture right, dude. It does not take more than two seconds to Google image the right guy. Edo Smith looks nothing like Jeff Gladney. And I saw multiple publications make this mistake. So I don't care if I'm burning bridges. I don't care if I'm pissing people off. Get your freaking picture right when the dude dies. And I know a lot of people don't like Jeff Gladney because he was arrested for a domestic assault and that's a complicated situation and he was indicted and then acquitted and there's a big conversation to have about that and I don't need to get into the nuance of it right now. Even if you think he's the most irredeemable piece of trash ever, get the goddamn picture right in the in memoriam post, you absolute imbeciles. I get stuff wrong on this show sometimes. I'll make mistakes. I do a daily show. There's a lot of volume. You're going to mess a thing up here, here and there. I can Google image the freaking guy. All right, I know what the Viking dude looks like. It's such a goddamn shame that Minnesota-based publications, it's horrible for a national one, even worse for a local one, to not have the right freaking guy on the picture. It shows exactly the amount of carelessness that a lot of these publications have. It is absolutely unacceptable, and it is unfathomable to have the wrong Vikings number 20 in your picture, because Edo Smith doesn't even look like Jeff Gladney. They don't look even close to the same. They are absolutely different looking dudes, and it is a mistake of pure laziness. Now, you want to be lazy in your QB rankings article that you post in May? I get it. But when a dude dies, act like you give a crap about the human behind the jersey. And I think that's the problem here. That's what really bothers me, because it's such a tell that y'all don't care about the person. We are so poisoned. We're so wrapped up in the fantasy stats and the, the who's effective and who's performing well and are they going to get cut? Who's going to get benched? Should we trade for blah, blah, blah? We forget that these are goddamn people. 
They're, they're human beings that are complex and that are bigger than the worst thing they did and smaller than the best thing they did that I try really hard to understand. And I hope you get that on this show. And I'm just, I'm really disappointed because it's very clear that a lot of sports journalism, including in the Vikings world, doesn't see these people as people. They see them as stories. They see them as little 800 word blurbs that you can get your column in and then go home. There's a, there's a lot that I can't do from this show, all right? I can't give you personal exclusive interviews with the Vikings superstars, not for lack of trying. But what I can give you, what I can promise you, is that I give a crap about the people behind the jersey because they mean something to me. And if they don't mean something to you, maybe you're in the wrong goddamn business. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't wanna get myself in trouble. Let's try to move past that because that's, it's just incredibly disrespectful and I have no problem uh, disrespecting you in kind. Uh, Rob Nelson asks, do you think Griffin lands with a team this season? If so, best odds. Um, oh, sorry, before I answer this, um, also, Megaphone is down, which is the platform that we use to get our podcast out to all the other platforms. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, you're probably a YouTube viewer and you didn't know about that. Uh, but if you are a person who usually listens to the audio part of the show and you're here on YouTube, welcome! <laughs> What an interesting note to bring you in on. Uh, but hopefully Megaphone will be back in the next couple of days, and then I'll be able to uh, re-upload all of the, the like backlog of shows, and you might be listening to this then. And again, what a strange note to come back to after like a two-day absence it might be to you if you didn't go listen on YouTube. It, but it, it, the show is on YouTube, and it's going to stay daily on YouTube for as long as YouTube's up, so YouTube's a little more reliable than some of the audio things sometimes. So anyways... Yeah, that's a thing that we have to do. So come come to YouTube and come just hang out on YouTube and we'll, we'll be here on YouTube until Megaphone figures its its business out. Anyways, do you think Griffin lands with a team? Um, no, I think he's done. I I, I think he, I mean, he was older. He was already having a lot of trouble with playing. And I, I think it might not have even been a great idea for him to play, try to play in 2021. Um, I, I think he, he needs to be with his family. He needs to heal. Um, and it's just more important than football. I, I think it's football has, he's done enough football and, and I think his life needs to move to its next chapter. Um, unscorchunately love that they should score North should make that a segment. Unscorchunately. Come on. That's perfect. I hope, I hope Phil Mackey heard is listening and Judd, right? Yeah. Uh, why do you think the Vikings haven't made a more aggressive move to improve the offensive line? I don't think Treader is a smart option, but if the goal is to build up Kirk, I think there has to be a less risky and higher ceiling mood than Reed, Davis, and Ingram. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, so the the truth that you're not going to like, you're not going to like it. I've been, I think I say this every mailbag because everybody is so confused at how possibly a team can like Bradbury. They do. They just disagree with you, man. They just, they like him. They're just not going to, they're going to keep everything it says that they're going to have him play. And he's just going to be the dude. He'll play out his contract. Probably won't get a second one. He'll leave in free agency. And then we get a center next year. But he's going to play this year. And they're going to see if switching to mid-zone helps him out a little bit or, if, or whatever. Um, yeah, that's it's that's it's it's really that simple. And it's as much as you can disagree with them, that's fine. But it is truly that simple. I have a whole bunch of other questions to get to. Um, I went on, My rant went a little longer than I thought it would. Uh, but let me first talk to you about your car and how you got to take care of your car. 
If you hear a noise, if a light comes on, get that thing fixed. But if you're worried about how much that's going to cost, that's super understandable. It's super bad how much that costs all the time. And a lot of that, though, is because if you go to the wrong mechanic, they're going to upcharge you kind of on the assumption that you're not going to know any better and you're just going to pay whatever they say it costs. But you can save a little money if you go to rockauto.com. First up, you can get anything you need for your car. Jumper cables, like safety supplies, which are really important to have. Or if you're a gearhead and you totally know what you're doing, you're like a do-it-yourself or you could get like anything. Just enter your make, year, and model or whatever car you're working on and uh, they'll give you like a really broad catalog of anything you could possibly want. But if you're just a regular old person like me and you just want to save a little money at the mechanic, a lot of mechanics will let you get away with this. Try ordering the part that they say you need online at Rock Auto. They'll ship it straight to your door and then bring them the part and say, here, I, I procured my own. Can I just pay you for the labor? Most mechanics will go for it. So you can try something like that. It's rockauto.com. Whatever you buy there, make sure you let them know that Locked On sent you. Because if you don't, the rabbits will never Google image a player again. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Thanks again for making Locked On Vikings your first listen. I guess your first watch of the day, because you can't listen to it right now. Because Megaphone is kaput, and so it's not on iTunes or Spotify or anything. It will be. It'll be back. All right? I promise it'll all be back. But come join on YouTube. There'll be rabbits. There just were rabbits uh, on YouTube. Uh, the next question comes from Ragnar's Ghost, who asks, Would a back seven of all versatile players, Derwin James, Isaiah Simmons, etc., work well? So, of all versatile players, yes. That is essentially what every team is chasing right now. They're all trying to do it. The, the days of specialization are over. The days of versatility are here. We want everybody to do everything. And the days of, you know, of an Earl Thomas who's very good at this thing, and he's not a box safety, but he's very good at range. Like those types of players, that's over. It's time for the do-it-all Teron Matthew types. Um, but a, a back seven made of all of those players. So I think you don't mean like what the Cardinals have, because the Cardinals kind of do have that. They've got a lot of Buda Bakers. Um, and it works okay, I think. But you probably mean like all defensive backs. Um, that is a sub package. And I think it can work okay. I mean, eventually you get too light, you're going to get run on. But um, famously, Lamar Jackson in 2019 or 2018, the year before his MVP year, that was his, his rookie year, right? Uh, Lamar Jackson makes the playoffs with the Ravens and then the Chargers solved him. And that's how the Chargers solved him by, by seven D backs. And a lot of those D backs were like safeties and hybrid players. And I mean, they had like bottom roster dudes. It would be like the Vikings solving Lamar Jackson by putting Josh Metellus out there. Like it was super, super cool. And it worked and all that speed like helped take care of the, the Lamar Jackson run game. And then he had to throw and it was his rookie year and he wasn't that, that was way out of the comfort zone. It was way different than what he was used to in college. And so he kind of fell apart in that game. Um, and th that was it was a really cool way to do it. So at least as a sub package, yes, in the most extreme case. But there are teams that are going for for something like that. The Cardinals come to mind as one of them. Uh, the Chargers a little bit, too with Brandon Staley, but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty dope. Uh, Brandon Till asks, it seems Quasi prioritized speed and tackling in the draft. Do you think he targeted players with the explicit intent to improve special teams? Uh, no, I don't think he did it with the explicit intent to improve special teams. If you go listen to yesterday's episode, um, I talked about the explosion and kind of how it, 
makes sense in the defensive scheme and how just getting from zero to 60 really quick is really important because basically this scheme thrives off of aligning people in a different place than where they're actually going to be on the play and fooling the quarterback that way. So being able to quickly get up to speed is a really, really important trait. So they, they prioritized explosion athletically. And for me, explosion means, um, their 10 split, at like measurable explosion. They're 10 split, so the, the first 10 yards of their 40-yard dash, so how quickly they get up speed, and then their jumps, the broad jump and the, the vertical jump, which kind of help give you explosion in a different sense. How much power can your lower body generate will usually correlate to how well you can accelerate. And I'm sure with some of the bigger schools, they just have some data of how like how quickly were they up to you know 10 miles per hour, 15 miles per hour, et cetera, um, like that, the actual data tracking explosion is just really important, especially to the defense, which is what most of the draft was. Um, explosion is just really important. I don't think it was a special teams thing. It helps. It's a perk, but I don't think it was about that. Uh, Chris asks, do you think the NFL without a salary cap would be an enjoyable sport to watch? Yeah, I think so. For sure. I, I do like the salary cap a little bit. I mean, people overvalue cap dollars, like cap dollars are meant to be spent. And too many people are like, they shouldn't have spent that money. And in a lot of cases, I kind of feel like, look, if you had to pick between overpaying Justin Jefferson and losing Justin Jefferson, you should pick overpaying Justin Jefferson. And I think a lot of people don't think of it that way. Um, but and like if you're picking between overpaying Justin Jefferson and properly paying Justin Jefferson, well, obviously you'd pick to pay him less, but he's going to have something to say about that. And there we have negotiation and it's economics. And I like talking about economics. I think it's kind of fun. But without a salary cap, you would just have something like like baseball, which has a salary cap, but like functionally, it, it's like the Yankees can just kind of pay the fines, you know, um, and I don't know. I, I don't like baseball as a sport, but I don't think that's the reason for it. Like, it's not like. You, you would just have some some programs, kind of like in college, you would have some programs that, some teams that just always have a little bit more resource to throw around, and then you'd have smaller market teams that sort of need to be more creative about it. And that's how a lot of sports work. I think it would per be perfectly enjoyable. Um, I, if we're looking to make the sport more fair, I don't think that's what we would do, but it would get the players paid more, so eh, sure. Uh, R.C. Christensen asks... Why does Alfred Anderson have more TD passes for the Vikings than Sean Mannion? Alfred Anderson was a running back in the 80s. Must have been a trick play in there somewhere. Sean Mannion's only played two games for the Vikings. Like, it's not that weird that he only has one touchdown. Like, it wasn't the, the first game he played was a, a meaningless Week 17 game against the, the Bears, and he didn't happen to throw any touchdowns in that one, which, like, who cares? And then he threw one touchdown in the Lambeau game last year. I don't know. None of that's that weird to me. <laughs> it seems fine. Uh, David Whitting asks, playing with you and the Vikings 90-man roster and coaching staff crashes into a mountain. You all survive. Okay, for one, holy crap, this is the greatest pilot of all time. Uh, who are you pairing up with to get off the mountain and who would you eat first? Jesus. I don't know if I want to threaten cannibalism against any of these players. I, I don't know who the biggest one? Would it be Tyree Stevenson, I guess? We'll go with that. That seems like an uncontroversial enough answer. <laughs> but who am I pairing up with to get off the mountain? That's more fun. So I, I, Harrison Smith has a little survivalist to him. So he's a, he's a good one. Um, and I'm looking for who hunts. So I know Adam Thielen hunts. I know they've taken Brian O'Neill and Christian Derrissaw out with them. So one of those two, those guys are going to know a little bit more about wilderness and how to track and give me, give me the campers, you know, the outdoorsy ones. Um, 
You know, they, I, I wish Jared Allen was still on the team. He'd be such an easy answer for this. Uh, Purple Velour asks, which Locked On podcast gets the most overlap in listeners with LOV? Uh, probably, I'm going to guess Twins. It could be Twins, Wolves, or Wild, right? It'll be one of those three for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you, by the way, if you didn't know, there's a Locked On Twins, a Locked On Wolves, and a Locked On Wild that are daily podcasts just like this one that cover those teams. Um, of course, in their voices, my voice is a little weird. <laughs> but if you're talking about NFL, I'm going to guess probably one of the NFC North ones. Um, there are more people than you think that just like Midwestern teams, you know, or something like that, uh, or teams that we have some camaraderie with. Like, I'm, I'm sure I know I have a bunch of Chargers fans in here. Shout out to Chargers fans that listen to Lockdown Vikings and Bills fans and stuff that, are, you know, teams that we feel a little camaraderie with the chargers and bills for, you know, heartbreak and, uh, ag- agony reasons. <laughs> I have a whole bunch more questions here, so, uh, make sure you stick around. Moving on with this Twitter Tuesday mailbag. The next one comes from KSG. If you had to have one Viking, watch your bunnies, who would you choose and why? Um, this is very easy. I'm slamming Kirk cousins. That dude is the best follower of instructions. The world has ever created like that. Like if, if I needed someone to bake, and follow a recipe, like Kirk Cousins is made in a lab to follow instructions. So I know that I could leave really detailed instructions for exactly what to do with the rabbit. It's not that hard, but to, for exactly what to do. And he, they would be fed like on the top of the hour. They would be, you know, he would know exactly what to look out for if they had any sort of like medical issue. He would be super on top of it. Very respite. Kirk Cousins, easy. Uh, realistic Vikings fan asks, you have the option of a guaranteed Viking Super Bowl victory within three years, but the 50 after that, we don't even come close. Okay, so like a Jets. Uh, or just keep going not knowing if we win one for those 50 years. I'm slamming the victory. Are you kidding me? Yes, but we already went 60 years without a Super Bowl. It's broken us. I don't want to risk that again. Give me a Super Bowl victory. Every bad thing that will happen in the next 50 years will be soothed by having watched them win a Super Bowl. Oh my God, give me the victory. I'll do anything. I'll give up limbs. I'll cast Wiccan spells. I'll adopt any religion. I'll eat human flesh. I'll do anything. Zach Bacon asks, <laughs> what Vikings defensive legend? It's so funny to go from that to like a serious question. What Vikings defensive legend would be better in today's league? Alan Page, Carl Eller, or Paul Krause? Uh, <laughs> so I think they'd all be pretty good. Um, because of what I just said about like specialization and versatility, I think Paul Krause might be a little outdated. He would have been great like 10 years ago um, because he was kind of famously not like a physical tackle. He could tackle okay. But he wasn't like a box. He wasn't like a, you know, a, a go run, fit the run, stack and shed a block kind of guy. He could lay some hits and stuff, but he was mostly track the ball, go pick it off. That's kind of his superpower. Um, I, I think he was good enough at it that he could kind of uh, overtake the like trends of today. Like, yeah, this is what's normal for safeties, but who cares? We have Paul Krause. Like if Earl Thomas came back today in his prime, like everyone would start him, you know? Um, but compared to Alan Page and Carl Eller, who I think, like, I, th- I think it's Carl Eller. Um, Alan Page would be dope because Alan, I just said this on Lockdown NFL. Alan Page was Aaron Donald 50 years ago. He was very, he had a similar play style. It was, you know, Aaron Donald is small for a defensive tackle and he's very quick. And so guards, you know, everybody's sixth round guard, whoever, everybody's David Yankee has no chance against this dude. Um, And that's what makes him so good. And so he would penetrate all the time. His, 
job, Aaron Donald's job is get in the backfield no matter what. He doesn't do a classic run fit where he's holding a gap and he's trying to get attacked. He's get in the backfield and just like make it harder for them to do stuff. Um, and Alan Page was very similar. It was get in the backfield and make it harder for them to do stuff. And what I think enables that in a very underrated way was Gary Larson. Um, Gary Larson was sort of the prime run defender and he was like the, the big nose tackle guy. And if the purple people leaders got into the backfield, he would be the one to do the cleanup tackle. He was there. They would kind of funnel him into Gary Larson's gap and Gary Larson was always there and he would always be able to make the tackle. And that sort of allowed those three guys, Marshall, Allen, Page, and uh, Eller to pin their ears back and rush the passer all the time because if they did abandon a run lane, it's cool. Gary Larson's got you and the linebackers behind him too. Alan Page would be excellent, but I think I'm going to go with Carl Eller just because Carl Eller had a very flawless game. It was very, he was just as quick off the line and he was big and he was powerful and he was fast and he was just scary. Um, and I think he would just be able to, especially if we're talking about like the level of athlete that guys were back then. Alan Page at his best weighed like 245. Like he'd be like a linebacker size today. And Carl Eller at 247 is really light for an edge, but I think that works a little better even as a penetrating Aaron Donald-style D-tackle. Um, that would be the problem with those two guys. But And I just think Eller's game is a little bit more standard and therefore would, I think, be able to age a little better. But honestly, I could be talked into any one of these three. That was a very cool question. Uh, 1991 Ford Tempo Enthusiast asks another nostalgia-based question who says, if you could add one player from the mid-80s Vikings to the current roster, who would it be and why? Oh, the mid-80s were a weird time. If you're talking mid, because if you're talking early 80s, I could technically say like Bobby Bryant, um, who was like an interception maven corner, who's a very underrated player. Uh, and, but he retired, I want to say like 82. So I don't know if I could count him as mid-80s. Um, in the mid eighties, you had Fred McNeil, you had Matt Blair, Ahmad Rashad and Tommy Kramer. I think I'm going to go with Kramer because Kramer was such a gamer, man. Like he was so, he had the very cool, we've had a few quarterbacks come through like this that had that just sort of schoolyard makes magic happen kind of gene. Joe Cat before him, a little bit like you probably think of Case Keenum this way. Um, just that sort of, he didn't run around a ton. I mean, he didn't scramble like Tarkenton scrambled, but he was very good in a crisis and they called him two minute Tommy, which he was a nickname he got in college. And he had, you know, a couple of famous last minute wins <laughs> and last minute drives with the Vikings. Um, so I think, I think I'm going to go with, uh, with two minute Tommy on that. Uh, Ruben Frost asks, you're on a journey to destroy the one ring in Mount Doom. <laughs> Jesus. Which six current Vikings make up your traveling companion? I need to pick six? You're making me do... Okay, fine. Uh, Harrison Smith, um, give me the fighting power of Daniil Hunter and the energy of Zadarius Smith. Zadarius Smith is absolutely the comic relief. He keeps our spirits up, you know? He's like Marion Pippin. Um, gosh, I'm not like the biggest Lord of the Rings guy, so I, I might... I, I, I'm not as familiar with that as I am with like Star Wars. But uh, who else do I want to take? I guess just like the most athletic people. But if I want somebody outdoorsy, like I think Brian O'Neill's kind of outdoorsy and Christian Derrissaw seems like he might be a little outdoorsy, or at least he's gone hunting before. So like, there you go. I've got a couple people for like survival. Um, and then I just need like pure. Oh, give me Andrew Booth. 
Because that dude's crazy enough that he'll run into a fight in the way that you kind of have to to beat orcs. Um, yeah, give me give me Andrew Booth. Um, although, if I'm worried about like corruption of the ring and stuff, I'd probably do different answers, but I'm, I'm too lazy to redo it. So that's my list. Uh, Brandon Fisher asks, in an apocalyptic scenario where where you are doing what you have to to survive, which of your bunnies are you eating first? Buddy, they're eating me. And, and that's not that's not me saying I would valiantly lay my life down. No, it's I just know how this works, man. They're eating me. Uh, Waka Waka asks, who would win, the 53-man roster of the Vikings or 53 actual Vikings? So I made Waka Waka clarify, this is in a fight. And I am imagining an Anchorman 2 style, uh, no rules but no face, but there's weapons fight. In which case, the real vi- historical Vikings slay, man. They're like war machines. Like they were so fe- like famously fearsome. And uh, the 53 man Vikings roster has like a kicker on it. Like, yeah, 53 actual Viking warriors. Like, sure, we have some guys that I think would do okay in that scenario that are like athletic enough and beastly enough and, and angry enough that, that could probably, you know, hold their own in a, like a street brawl. But then you also have. Sean Mannions and, you know, uh, long snappers that, well, not long, but like kickers and punters and stuff that immediately put the football Vikings at a numbers disadvantage. And then I think they would be just in being modern people, most of whom have not seen active combat and these, the real Vikings probably have, uh, I think they would just be so much quicker to route. Uh, Nate Stanley for starter asked the last one I'll do today, which is, are you pro or anti ketchup on a hot dog? Who's anti-ketchup on a hot dog? It's fine. Like, if you don't want ketchup and you'd rather have mustard and or relish or sauerkraut or whatever, like, do you. But who's anti-ketchup on a hot dog? Like, anti-only ketchup on a hot dog? Like, sure, okay, I get it. Like, live a little, man. Like, it's fine. But who doesn't like ketchup? Who Who's like, yeah, if you give me a, a hot dog with, with ketchup on it, then you just give me a plain one instead. Like, nobody thinks that. At least ketchup will, like make it so it's not so dry in your mouth. Who's, who are you talking to? Y'all need better friends. I'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll have a much more serious episode. This is a very weird one. I'll talk to y'all tomorrow. And as always, Skull. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now for April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $5.28 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to its signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024.